Life is about core memories, creating moments with your friends, with your kids that you guys will never forget. And we have one right in our backyard here, Atlanta United. I can't stress this enough to you guys. If you haven't gone, it is the most spectacular sports event in Atlanta. The crowd is wild. They never sit down. It is electric. It is an amazing event each and every week. And the games are right down the street. It is Atlanta. Go online. Get your tickets today. ATLUTD.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to listen to the full Burt Show every day, uninterrupted, with no ads? Become a bonus Burt Show subscriber. Find out more at thebirdshow.com slash bonus BS. The Burt Show. I often say that you are not stuck in your relationship. Most people aren't stuck in their relationship. Few of you are. But some of you just, I mean, it's hard. It's really hard to do. You could get out of it. You could start a new life, but it's really, really hard. However, if you're in a bad relationship right now and you didn't break up yesterday, according to the birth show, you are stuck in this relationship until after January. We call it dump day, right? Yep. Yesterday was dump day. And it's a day that we have designated that if you already have one foot out the door and you're just, you're on the fence about whether or not you want to stay in this relationship. Well, if you didn't break up yesterday... You're going to be stuck for Thanksgiving, Christmas, <laughs> New Year, and Valentine's Day because then you're just an a-hole that broke up with somebody on a holiday. Yeah, they're already looking for a reason to make you the victim anyway or to uh, villainize you, I should say. So now you give them the perfect opportunity. If you break up now, it's so close to Thanksgiving. Oh, I can't believe how big he or she a jerk is right now to do that right before Thanksgiving and it's right before Christmas. They're just waiting. Oh, what an a-hole right before Christmas, right? And then it's New Year's and then... And it is Valentine's Day. Abby is here to add on to our dump date theory. Yes, if you're not in a relationship, if you weren't in a relationship by yesterday, turns out you're also not going to be in a relationship <laughs> by Valentine's Day. So it's not just dump day. It's if you've already been dumped, you're staying dumped. So if I didn't already feel hopeless about getting into a relationship um, yesterday, it's not getting any better. Because I saw this theory on TikTok that reminded me a lot of what we were talking about dump day, where if you haven't broken up by yesterday, you're a big big jerk. Well, if you're still single as of this week, there's not going to be a lot of hope for you, according to at all Chels fails on TikTok. Let's say you meet the perfect person tomorrow, right? If you're single now, you're going to be single on Valentine's Day. Here's why. Let's say you meet the perfect person tomorrow, right? We're mid-November. You see them maybe one more time. You go home for Thanksgiving. You come home from that. You see them maybe two more times before you go wherever you're going for Christmas. You come back. It's six weeks till game day. There's not enough time. If you're single right now, you don't need to clear your schedule for February 14th. So if anybody wants to do anything on February 14th, my schedule will be wide open. (laughs) Let's let's debate this one because it doesn't feel like it's as strong an argument as dump day. Got plenty of time. Okay, so it's probably not going to happen this week. All right, so let's go ahead and scratch this week off. But let's say you go back home or whatever, uh, and you do meet somebody, and you guys exchange Instagram, whatever. I certainly think it can get pretty heavy before Valentine's Day. 
even if you're not in town that much and spending time with your family. Maybe after the first of the year. Like, I do I think you're going to have somebody by New Year's Eve? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> Not enough time in December? No, I know. Because everybody's so busy with the holidays and Christmas parties for work and holiday parties for this and, you know, Friendsgivings. And, and there's just, there's so much stuff going on that I just don't see you having time to incorporate dating somebody. So do I think you'll find somebody by 2024? Nah, fam. Enjoy being single <laughs> for the rest of the year. But that, that, that January, I think, you know, I think that mm. lull in January, you potentially... You could potentially have somebody, not serious, but enough to call them a person of interest for Valentine's Day. So I don't think it's totally hopeless because my first year post-grad, I actually met somebody at a Christmas, an ugly Christmas sweater party. And while we didn't make it to Valentine's Day, the one thing that was difficult about that situationship was he constantly had to go home to visit his family. So like we met, you know, mid-December for, you know, the ugly Christmas sweater party, but then he had to go five hours south to go hang out with mom and dad for Christmas. And then New Year's came, he could only come up for one days for New Year's, had to go back to the family. And then by that, like communication was so bad that things had dissolved. So it's possible, but it's not easy. I, I agree with y'all as far as up to the first. I do think there's enough time in January, but I also feel like men, if you meet somebody new, you may not fully commit because you don't want to get all of those gifts. So you kind of take it slow <laughs> and maybe you won't get a full commitment out of a guy or maybe he won't show how much he really likes you until after. Okay. I'm just going to say this. I'm going to counter this a little bit, Kristen, because you've been married for so long that the uh, the power of when you initially meet somebody and if you really do think that they're the right person and you have all those endorphins going and you will move heaven and earth to be with that person. Um, so I think even if the holidays are coming up somehow, some way, if they're the right person, you can still get into this relationship. It's not going to go to zero to 60, but I think it can be pretty strong before uh, Valentine's Day. Even with both of you flying out of town, though, I think that's what makes it hard. Because you actually go out of town typically on these holidays. Mm -hmm. Now you got, yeah, you know, FaceTime and texting. And I just think it's a lot easier, Tom. It could happen. Because I I had this friend, his name is Sam, and his wife had passed away. And his son called into a radio station. And Sam went on the air. And uh, and kind of spilled his guts. Yeah. And then he met this woman named Annie, and they ended up meeting on Valentine's Day oh, at the really? Empire State Building. Whoa. And they lived happily ever Amazing. after. Amazing. So it can happen. Was, was Sam also from Seattle, perchance? And Maybe. Did, did he have a hard time sleeping at night? Maybe. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, if it can happen to Sam, it can happen to anybody. <laughs> the Birch Show. All right. On the other end of this thing, moving on now, let's just say um, you're breaking up or you are getting divorced, right? These divorce parties have been really common for a long time. And I always thought, man, it's a little bit sad. I mean, if you're in a really bad relationship, I guess it can be celebrated if it's abusive or you're finally breaking away. But after a long history with somebody, I always felt they were a little inappropriate. Yeah, because I remember this was, I mean, years ago when they just started getting popular. I can't remember which housewife, but one of the housewives of Atlanta had a divorce party. And watching it, it it didn't come across as jovial and I think as celebratory as she wanted it. It was just kind (laughs) of like, okay. But I mean, I, I guess to each their own, but because there was love there at some point. Right. You married the person. Yep. So, 
everybody always asks, where does that love go? All right, so here's the email that has to do with this very thing. Uh, I've resolved uh, to eliminate as much negativity in my life as possible, or at least whatever negativity I can control. Hasn't been an easy feat, but I'm pretty determined and have been doing good so far. It's done wonders for my mindset. I'm now worried how it's going to affect my friendships, though. My friend, Sharice, just got a divorce. She was one of our first friends to get married, and sadly, the first to get a divorce. It was a bad marriage from the words, I do. They were just a horrible match. Now that the divorce is final, she wants to have a trash the dress party to celebrate her freedom. I really want to be there for her, but I hate the whole idea. The concept of a trash the dress party seems to be surrounded in negativity. I guess she's celebrating her freedom, but trash in your dress feels ick to me. Has anyone been to one of these parties so you can tell me what to expect? Am I being too hardcore about my no negativity clause? Does supporting my friend trump my need to keep out negativity? feel like she's going to just bash him the entire time. I get people need to vent, but this seems over the top and kind of disrespectful, if I'm being honest. The more I talk about it, the more I want to pass. Thanks for your advice, Bircho. Namaste. (laughs) (laughs) 1-855-BIRCHO. Oh, gosh. Uh, So I get where you're coming from, where you want to keep the guardrails on having negativity in your life, but it sounds like for your friend, this isn't going to be a negative experience for her. If anything, I think she's going to have a dang good time trashing that dress because it sounds like she's got a lot of pent up energy and a lot of pent up emotions. So I think if anything, like you're going to introduce more negativity into your life by stepping back and, you know, turning your nose up at your friend's trash the dress party. So I think you got to be there for your friend. And even if she throws a couple of um, negative comments about her ex, during the party, I think you got to be there for her and hold her hand through her through this very uh, unique party. I am not a big fan of the divorce parties. Never have been. I feel like if I get married and then it doesn't work out, I personally would view that as a failure. Something went wrong. I wouldn't see it as a reason to celebrate. But if it were my friend and that's just how they wanted to live their life, I would show up and support it. Yep. I wouldn't find any problem with it at all. I, I think she should do that. But at the end of the day, if it genuinely goes against her morality for whatever reason, I see no problem in her saying, hey, I just don't, I don't believe in this. I won't be able to make it. So I'm, I'm not mad at her for wanting to have a trash the dress party. Um, I've never been to one, but I've seen them online and, you know, I'm sure there's copious amounts of alcohol involved if you're doing something <laughs> sure. like that. So yeah, it, it does look like it could be a fun time. That's in and the I beginning think, of the night. Yes, in the beginning. Of, and then at the end, you're crying. <laughs> and like, oh. I miss him so much. <laughs> but I view it as it being a cathartic experience for the person who's going through the divorce. And that's part of their healing process. Right. Like healing looks different for everybody. So that's part of your healing process. Now, I'm going to present an idea and you tell me how you think this would be received. And I am by no means seriously trying to come down on any woman who wants to trash her dress. You bought it. It's your dress. You can do whatever you want with it. But what if she donated said dress Mm -hmm. and turned her trash into somebody else's treasure? Oh, namaste, bro. (laughs) (laughs) That takes the whole negativity out of it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not mad at that. Yeah. 
It, I I love that idea, actually. Yeah, instead of trashing the dress, somebody who is less fortunate, who couldn't afford it, how about you just donate it yeah. so somebody can make it their dream dress? Uh, I don't care how down in the dumps I am. I don't want somebody's dress that they were planning to trash from their horrible relationship. <laughs> I feel like there's bad juju on that, no? <laughs> well, you wouldn't know that. It would get, like, donated to some kind of organization that wouldn't be... Well, of course, obviously. You well, would no. know. Wouldn't you if, assume that, though? Yeah, if you have a great marriage, right? Yeah. You're not giving up your dress. It's okay. not like the whole affair. <laughs> of wedding dresses section. <laughs> well, maybe they can have somebody there that does special zhuzhing to get rid of the negative negativity off the dress so y- you can insert your positivity yeah. into it. I'd say if you see a wedding dress at Goodwill, yeah. it didn't leave the relationship <laughs> under good circumstances. I tried, man. I tried. The Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Bird Show's entertainment bus. Fans thought headlines about her separation were just fake news for attention. Well, Kyle Richards is responding to that claim. So if you're unfamiliar with the story surrounding Kyle and Mauricio Omansky, they are one of the most solid Real Housewives couples. So it was a shock when we found out that they were separated. And then they were like, well, we're working on our marriage. And then Mauricio was spotted out to dinner with his Dancing with the Stars partner. And then people were like, well, they're in the news a lot. So is this just a ploy for attention? Well, Kyle went on Bravo's Hot Mike podcast and said that's one of the dumbest things she's heard since joining the Real Housewives cast. What human being would create a story like this for, no offense, Alex, I love you and everybody for the show, with the show, but who would do that for ratings, put their family through this? That is one of the dumbest things I've maybe ever heard in these 13 years. I'm going to pretend that I'm separated and torture my children so that people tune in. I mean, it's just the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And when people talk about, you know, oh, they do these things to be relevant, I mean, like, I'm already on the show 13 years. I mean, like I said, it goes back to people, the misconception. I don't, I care about being relevant to my friends and family. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm on television, and, you know, but I, I'm, I'm good. I'm not looking to be more relevant. Like, I, I think this goes with the territory of reality TV shows. When you mm-hmm. sign up for them, you just automatically... We know that a lot of the plot lines are made up. This is what you sign up for. People are going to be curious if you're just doing this to get attention or not. Now, from having been a real housewives fanatic back in the day, I finally had to recognize my addiction and I gave them up some years ago. Um, Hi, Kristen. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> um, so whenever I watch the show... Kyle and Mauricio, great parents, love their daughters tremendously, right? And um, and, and and especially Kyle, like she's, she's always been a very doting, loving mom. So no, I don't think the separation was a facade. I can't help but wonder with Mauricio being on Dancing with the Stars, do I think they're legitimately separated? Yes. Do I think there was really something going on between him and his professional dancer? Uh, I, 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 that I that I don't know, but yeah, I she's I think she's a hundred percent right. Like that would be such a low gross move to put your family through that. Granted, most of her daughters are older, but she still has a younger one. I they wouldn't they wouldn't they wouldn't put their family through that. You and I have been working with each other for how long? Twelve years. Twelve years. We're pretty close personally. Also, mm-hmm, we are. I can't think of one time you and I have held hands. Not once. And wasn't he in the parking lot, like, holding hands with somebody else? They were at the table at a sushi restaurant, and I guess he was confessing something personal that he had to talk about on Dancing with the Stars that week, and they 
grasped hands. Mm. Yes. Well, we may have not held hands, but there was that one photo on Bert's Big Adventure where you were... You were you were you nuzzled me and it got it ruffled some feathers. Oh yeah, I don't recall this. It was the funniest picture. What? We we did we were taking a picture in front of the castle as a group shot, and then they were like, "Do something funny," and you like grabbed and hugged me and nuzzled me, and um yeah, some so, some people took offense to that. Really? But, yes, they did. Yeah. It was a thing. I'm always the last to know. You really honestly are. That happened years ago. Yeah, that was ago. a while ago. Listeners yeah. or staff. Um, it, it was you could, staff. You could answer yeah. our listeners. <laughs> it, it, it was, it was, it was listeners and somebody else. Okay. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Not entirely shocked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, I think this just goes to show how people are losing trust in reality TV. They're realizing not all of the storylines are actually reality. So I think when they see headlines like this, they're immediately going, oh, this is fake. This is to set up the next season. So yeah. it makes sense, but it's also kind of dumb. Okay, Viola Davis was on the Jimmy Fallon or uh, on the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon promoting this upcoming film that I'm really excited about called The Hunger Games Ballad of Songbirds and oh, Snakes. It's going to be so good. I love them. So apparently it took her four hours just to get the makeup for this role. And she said the hardest part of all of it was the prosthetic nose they had to put on her. She said they literally had to yank it off by like planting their feet on the floor and pulling. Yep. I feel this because guys, this right here. This is a prosthetic nose. Oh, it is? Oh, yeah. Yep. yep. And right. you just can't get it off? I, just <laughs> I put it on when I was like three. Yeah. And it's grown. Wow. <laughs> I didn't know prosthetics could do that. And it's grown and it's grown and it's grown. I can't get it off. You want me to call Viola Davis as people for you? <laughs> yes. They can help you out. It's all good. All right. Travis Scott is finally speaking out about the Astro. <laughs> Travis Scott is finally speaking out about the Astro World tragedy two years later. And I'll tell you about the career bombshell he dropped on your next Buzz on the Burt Show. The Burt Show. Of all the restaurants in the city, he decided that he was going to pick his wife and his favorite restaurant to also be the favorite restaurant of him and his mistress. He is a dumbass. He got caught. So what has happened since? We'll get an update in a second. Look, uh, they say that uh, people grieve differently, right? They do. I don't know about a full-blown fashion show at a funeral, though. This is a different kind of grief. <laughs> I, I, I don't think I, I would ever have witnessed something <laughs> like this in my life. I still cannot believe that I've seen this video and that this has actually happened, but it did. And the way that it's set up, I'm going to try to walk you guys through it the way that it's intended to be walked through. Because when you see this video, it's like one of those... Like she walked the aisle? It, yes, exactly <laughs> that. It tells you to wait for the end. And so as you're watching it, You see what you see, but you have no idea what you are about to see when it gets to the end. And there's no way you can prepare yourself for it. So I'm going to play the audio for you, and I'm going to walk through it the way you would be walked through it if you were watching the video. So right now, what you see is a woman who is in, like, a long gray dress. Her hair is glowing. There are, like, lights everywhere. There's a photographer following her. She's posing. She's doing different poses for the camera. A fashion show. It's a fashion show. She's on a red carpet. She's walking down the stairs. You hear people in the back going, yes, girl, work. She has signs up everywhere. There are a lot of people who are, like, dressed all around her in really nice suits. Now she's backing up. She's walking backwards. People are clapping. She's giving. She's she's certainly killing the walk, though. Let me be, let me be clear here. And then the camera pans to the end of her walk. And you see a man in a casket. 
<laughs> she is at a funeral. <laughs> she did all of this at a funeral. Red she, carpet. She shimmied and, sh- you know, shantayed. Yes. All the way to her friend lying in a casket. Is there a, a backstory here? Not that I know. There hasn't been one that's come out that I've seen. I looked for one, but everyone was just obvious, saying the obvious of... Is 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 this what you're doing at funerals now? Is this like, are you really making someone's funeral about you and turning it into a full-blown fashion show? And, I mean, she has absolutely zero shame. Like, when you see this video, the way she is walking and giving it up, no shame whatsoever. She walks all the way to the casket. Open casket, by the way. Yes. All right? She walks open casket and, like, stops and poses. And then she's looking at the casket, and she blows a kiss to her friend. And then she turns around, and she vogues and poses again. And I'm like, what? Is this real life? It is real life. It is part of the grieving process, Kristen. Yeah. It is part of the grieving You're process. You're throwing my words back at me. I get it, because everybody has the right to grieve the way they want. But... Her grieving is affecting how everybody else is grieving at said funeral. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And you can see the people sitting there. So this guy sitting here with his mouth open like, what? <laughs> he can't even what believe it. What's going on here? <laughs> it's unbelievable. All right. It's follow-up Thursday here. So let's follow up for you guys. And this was a dude that decided that he was going to use the favorite restaurant of he and his wife's as also the restaurant that he was going to start taking uh, a woman that he was hooking up with. Uh, this was sent to us by Debbie Tinney. So thank Thank you for the reminder. Kristen's got the recap. All right. So this happened June of this past year. Marcy and her husband used to frequent a particular restaurant for their date nights. But eventually, they just kind of slowly, randomly stopped going to that restaurant. One night, Marcy went to the restaurant with friends, and one of the servers was shocked to see her. The server mentioned seeing her husband there with another woman. Suspecting her husband was cheating, we decided to help her with the War of the Roses. Yeah, if I remember correctly, I think the server said, like, I'm so sorry about your, like, separation, divorce, or something like that. Mm -hmm. And she's like, what are you talking about? I'm still married. And that's what got the ball rolling. Oopsie. So, yeah. So, she's like, obviously, my husband's bringing another woman here. Let's do War of the Roses. He ordered flowers to be sent to another woman with the message, thanks for everything you do to keep this place running. We'd be lost without you. Since the flowers were being sent to a business address, we assumed he wasn't cheating, and now we need to figure out what the heck was really going on. A lot changes in just a few short months. The lie about the flowers, I never really got to the bottom of that. At first, it consumed my every thought, but eventually I decided to stop obsessing over it until I had more reason to feel insecure. Whether he lied or not, I decided it wasn't worth the energy to keep digging. Something shifted in me about a month after the situation. I started to miss my hometown and where I grew up. One evening, I just blurted it out to my husband, half expecting him to to dismiss the idea. Surprisingly, he was completely on board. He didn't even hesitate. He started job hunting the very next day. By September, he had found a job and we we began planning our move. It made me realize that if he was willing to uproot his life so readily for me, could he really be cheating? Why would he be so willing to leave there if he was in another relationship? Maybe I'm choosing to see what I want to see, but for now it feels right. I'm focusing on this new chapter, our fresh start, and the comfort of being back home. Sometimes it's better to leave certain questions unanswered and just embrace the present. 
No. That is compartmentalization to like a whole other level. <laughs> no. I mean, she already knows what's up, right? She's just deciding not to deal with it right now. I mean, her gut is telling her. She knows. She knows. She's just like, you know what? It's probably trying to talk herself out of this whole situation. That's exactly what's going on. She just doesn't want to face it. But yeah. I mean, if that's how she chooses to handle yeah. it and she can find happiness in it, more power to her. But again, we, I mean, all we have is like a third party saying, I saw your husband in a restaurant with having dinner with another woman. That's legitimately the only evidence we have. Because the flowers said, thanks for all you do, sent to a business address, sounds like it was sent to like a client or like it was something business oriented. Yeah, sending flowers to somebody you work with, I know we discussed this last time, is a little off-putting, but you have sent flowers to me, you've sent flowers to Cassie, you've sent flowers to people on this staff before, so... I well, I'm sleeping with all of you, <laughs> <laughs> and there it is. There it is. Yeah, it's out. And now, now you know why you got them. Oh, there's no sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Cassie, is it a friendship foul or not? I am totally lost right now. Fashion code. Thank you. God, I'm sorry. Listen, I had a very late night last night. I have a mom's group that meets every other month. We had a little wine, and then my son decided not to sleep the rest of the night. So my brain's a little slow today. So I have a friend who has made a new, how do I call it, a new fashion um, thing that she is doing. She is foraying into something that she doesn't normally do, and she's trying something new out. Great. Um, No big crisis, no big... like birthday milestone. It's just something new that she has always liked and she wanted to do. Hit pause really quick because when a woman does something drastic, you wonder what's going on in her life that caused her to do that. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. Like if you if you change something drastic, like after a breakup, after anything major, you should never do anything to change yourself mm. drastically. You need to wait to process those feelings before you make those decisions. So Bert and Mo, if mm-hmm. a guy does something drastic to his appearance, do you wonder, I wonder what he might be going through? Nah, no. I just always think he's just bored. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, if he starts getting in shape, then you're like, "What's yeah, up?" Oh, okay, there. there's yes, that. Absolutely. Uh-huh. All right. I, I I know her, and I honestly like. I think it's just that she's always wanted to do this for years, never has, and then is doing it. And I'm being intentionally vague, so I don't call her out. The thing is. It looks terrible. <laughs> to whom? The new drastic change looks terrible. All of our friends. Okay. It, it is terrible. But she seems to like it. So my thought is, all right, I'm going to shut up and not say anything. You do you. It doesn't matter what I think. It matters if what you're doing is making you happy. It's not hurting anybody else. Go for it. My other friend thinks we should have an intervention and tell her, that it looks terrible and she should not be doing it. So She's a grown-ass woman, right? Yeah, but so we're torn between two different, like, ethoses almost because I'm like, live and let live. And she's like, nah, man, as her friend, we're her close friends. We got to tell her she can't be doing this. She looks dumb as hell. Like, it's just, it's not a good look. She's going to get ridiculed by people or people are going to talk about her and judge her. It's our duty as friends to tell her. And I'm like, well, let her have her little happiness bubble. What does it matter? She'll probably give it up soon anyway. Without exposing what this new fashion trend is, can you relate it to maybe something else so we can have more context for the Mm. type of um, choices she's making? Think of it like... Get dyeing your hair a certain color and it just does not look good. Ah. So it's a it's a thing that can be reversed and changed. So it's it's very much a cosmetic thing that she's doing. Okay, so let me put this back on you for a second, okay? And how you would want your friends to react. All right. You came in here was it a couple of weeks ago with what I consider a beautiful 
You, you've got bangs Thank now. Thank you. I praised you a whole bunch. I said you look great, right? But let's just say... I don't know what I'm talking about. And all of your friends are like, oh, my God, Cassie's bangs are banged up. (laughs) (laughs) So would you want Kristen, Abby, your friends to tell you about it or would you just rather shit it? I would not want to know because I like I like the bangs and I will solicit opinions. Like if I'm like, mm, I'm not really sure about these. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? And then I would want them to tell me the truth. But if I'm happy, just let me be happy. So that is my mentality. Yeah. But I know other people would be like, why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you tell me I looked like this? You're my friend. You're supposed to have my back. You got to tell me when I'm making a mistake. So I have my go-to because I don't want to ever tell somebody I I. I don't like something because everybody's style preferences are different. What I don't like, you may love and vice versa. Now, I have a friend who always will text me if she's going, like, has an event or something. She'll text me dresses and she's like, give me your thoughts. And I'm always honest with her, right? If they ask, if they it, ask. it's open season. For sure. And um, I will I will let her know and, and give her, like, my thoughts. Um, in an instance like this, if somebody asked me, I do not think you go in uns- an intervention way over the top. Like you're their friend, needs to dial it back. Like if this is, th- there's bigger <laughs> fish to fry in an intervention than like uh, your hair color sucks. I actually think that's a great way to do it. It is you not. Come, yeah, because when you sit her down, she's going to really think there's something super serious. <laughs> and then when you come in with that, look, your fashion sucks, she's going to be like, oh, okay, fine, Listen, I'll change it. We don't want to talk about your drug problem, but we do want to talk about the fact you dyed your hair yeah. orange. Okay? <laughs> All these problems I got. You're going to set me down. Or maybe it's two together. Maybe if her hair or the fashion is that bad, she's been drinking a lot, so you could do an intervention on her drinking and her new fashion. Two for one. <laughs> this is not a Groupon intervention. Oh. <laughs> um, but if somebody asked me and I wasn't like keen on it, I'd be like, hey, does it make you happy? That's all that matters. Yeah, and that's my mentality. That that speaks volumes. If you say that to somebody, you already know what they're thinking about what it looks like. I, well, that's what I say because I don't want to be disingenuous. I don't want to be like, oh, my God, I love it. I hate people who are fake like that. I'm going to say if it makes you happy and that's what you like, that's all that matters. That is saying that she thinks it's heinous. I don't think it's heinous. That's the relationship equivalent of, hey, what do you think of my girlfriend? Well, look, I'm invested in your happiness. Are you, are, are you happy? Right. It's the exact same thing. <laughs> so I'm going to tell her she looks ugly. Got it. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. It doesn't sit right with my soul. That's kind of been a fun theme we've been playing with on The Burt Show lately, where you're getting something off your chest that's just not sitting right with you. Like when I threw a sick burn at Abby and then immediately felt bad, and she did the same thing to Kristen and also felt bad right away. Now, we're all good and that was all in good fun, but sometimes you're not quite ready to confront your problems head on and you need someone to talk to. And while we love talking to you guys about your drama, sometimes it's above our pay grade and you need a professional to give you advice. I've been to therapy and there's something so freeing about unloading your problems on a therapist that has your back and you know is there to help you. And that's where BetterHelp comes in. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Show today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Show. If you're looking for somewhere to celebrate, whether it be a birthday or a graduation or an anniversary, may I recommend an Atlanta United 
match. So my husband and I just celebrated our seventh wedding anniversary. He is a massive Atlanta United fan. So of course, we decided to go to a match at Mercedes-Benz Stadium and had the best time. I'm telling you, if you're a super fan, if you're a casual fan, going to an Atlanta United match is a great way to celebrate. My husband got to watch a great match and I got to enjoy delicious wine. And I also may have gone to the team shop and got myself a new sweatshirt. I'm very excited about my new Atlanta United sweatshirt. (laughs) And kudos to Atlanta's fan base because every time we ride Marta to go down to a match, it is packed full of people wearing their Atlanta United gear. Visit atlutd.com for tickets and also for the match schedule. That's atlutd.com. Are you looking for excitement in Atlanta? Well, you got it right down the street at Mercedes-Benz. That's where Atlanta United plays. And I've been telling you for years, it's one of the most exciting nights that you will have with your family. Soccer is different. It's just different than going to a football game, baseball game. There is no downtime. I mean, the excitement lasts the entire game at an Atlanta United match. And it doesn't even matter if you're really, really into soccer or not. I'll tell you one way to get into soccer. Just go to one Atlanta United game and you will get caught up in the excitement so much that you'll become a lifelong fan. I'm telling you this right now. I love bringing my son Hollis there. I love bringing his friends there. I know it's going to be a safe family event, and I know I'm going to walk out of there. I got some memories now with my kids. So don't look any further. You got one of the best soccer teams in the country right here in our own backyard, Atlanta United. Just give it one try, Atlanta United. You can always get your tickets at atlutd.com. The Bird Show. So there he is in New York City, decides that he's going to live in New York City. It's the dream, live in New York City. He gets to New York City, and I think he's from Alabama because I think he had a Alabama hoodie on. And he's just having a meltdown in the middle of the streets. He looks like he's about 19, 20 years old or whatever, so maybe it's his first time in the big city. And he's just super, super stressed out. And he's like, New York is not what I thought it was going to be. New York City is just, like, not what I thought it was going to be. Like, it's so lonely. It's disgusting. Like, it's so dirty. Like, it's not what I thought. Like, it's not what it looks like in the movies or the shows at all. Like, I thought I was going to be, like, living in the West Village and, like, you know, dating, like, a rich man who's, like, an heir to a Fortune 500 company, but that's just, like, not happening. Like, I'm waiting in line at place called Pianos every weekend to just, you know, get drinks spilled on me by frat bros, and it's, like, all of my Greek life friends have left the city because, like, they couldn't handle it. It was so lonely, and it's so expensive, and my view is a brick wall, and it's, like, why did no one tell me this? It's just, and it's like, and it's so expensive. It's like, it's like these things aren't like published on the internet. It's like, I had no idea. And I thought I was going to come here. And like, it's just, it's not. It's so triggered by this, man. I was. So that's uh, Benton McClintock. And Cassie enlightened me to something about Benton. Yes, it's satire. He's a comedian. Oh, but that's he's like a 26 year old New Yorker. But his stuff is hilarious. But it's all takes like this 
or he'll talk about being in the future. And he's like, my air credits are sponsored by Aquafina. So make sure you guys go uh, get them. Okay. So he does this kind of fun stuff. All right. Well, that, that takes out any debate at all because <laughs> I was mad at him. I'm like, if this is my son, I'm calling him immediately and going like, hey, suck it up, dude. I, I was about to go off. But why? If that's your oh, reality and you, you know need what? to get a vent off. Just grit it out and don't share with the world, you know, that it just, I, I would be really upset if that was my kid. But wouldn't you say, Mo, somebody who lived in New York, that it does not live up to the fantasy that a lot of people have built in their head. Like, there are some hard truths about New York that people don't realize until oh, they live there. Yeah, for sure. Can't you for say sure. that about any city that you move to? Though? It's stressful. I was about to say that. The first yeah. year is very, very stressful. Yes, of course. But I think for cities like L.A. or New York, where you're going for this dream and you've built it up even higher, I think it takes a lot of gusto for somebody to go to a city that size that comes from a smaller city. Abby lived in New York and when she did her internship. And when you come from a smaller city and go there, it can be it can be shocking because you've built up this image and when something doesn't live up to the expectation it's okay to be a little disappointed i'm not saying it's not right um all i'm saying is if this is my kid and he is walking down the streets of new york city and he is crying into tiktok about how stressed he is living in a new city i'm just calling him and i'm saying <laughs> dude suck it up satire or not those were my exact feelings my first couple of weeks <laughs> as an intern in new york i had a sandwich thrown at me my first weekend there and i remember just walking down to Lansing street just being like this is really not what i thought everyone's so mean i want to go back to the south and that line he was talking about at that bar at pianos i was in that line every weekend it is a black hole to nowhere i never got in that dang bar i think new yorkers take pride in that like we we mm -hmm. they, it's a reason they say if you can make it in new york you can make it yes. anywhere like new yorkers almost want you to come to new york and break right. it's, it's not for everybody and we know that that's the way new yorkers say welcome to the city if they throw a sandwich at you yeah. that's the way they say hey welcome to new york it's exactly what elvis Duran. <laughs> Told me. <laughs> get it. The Bird Show. All right, let's get Lacey on here because Lacey is wondering, hey, I got a dog. This new dude I'm seeing hates pets. Is there a way around this? What should I do? Ditch or date him? Well, yeah, my boyfriend, you know, it's like I have a dog and he doesn't love dogs. Ditch! Um, he doesn't actually love dogs. <laughs> Did you just call her the big word? No, no, sorry. It was just <laughs> finding out a person doesn't like dogs. You just have to immediately ditch. It's not even just dogs. It's like he doesn't like animals in the home. Cat, hamster, Bunch whatever. Ditch. Like, he's, <laughs> <laughs> he's an animal. How's he feel about pigs and raccoons? <laughs> <laughs> and we're moving in together next week, so I'm like, it's on my head a lot. And I'm like, you know, I told him, you know, I'll, give me a month and I'll see if I can find this dog and go home. But in reality, I'm not getting rid of my dog. I was just thinking, like, he doesn't know what it's like to live with a dog. So, you know, I got to, like, ease him into the experience because mm -hmm. I think he, I don't know, whatever reason, he's apprehensive. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, that went by very fast. So you guys are moving in together, and you told him you were going to rehome your dog. No. Lacey. And you have no intention of doing so, correct? Oh, and you say it doesn't sound as good. Well, it isn't. Now... Is this, I've had to do the same thing, but it was for uh, allergies uh, and my ex. <laughs> is this just because they don't like dogs? Um, yeah, I mean, the same thing. It takes the house dirty and it makes everything, you know, a different environment. But again, like, I, I, I'm clean with my dogs. I, I wash my sheets often. I do everything right. Like, I think some dog owners are pretty sloppy, so I think he's just, like, traumatized. 
but you know, I want to give them the chance to be like, cool, like that's not our home. <laughs> so what, what you're hoping here is that he's going to move in. You're not going to get rid of the dog and he's just going to magically fall in love with said dog. And then it's not going to be an issue. Yeah. No. And I think months might be a good amount of time for that. Okay. No. Mm. How long have y'all been together? Uh, like, I want to say we've been dating for, like, six months. But oh, together for get, what? Get this guy. Get, bye. Bye, dude. Bye. Get out. No way. No way. The fact that he's even he allowed, well, he's, like, not even fighting back on you getting rid of your adult for him to move in, for me, would be more than enough Dang, red you, flag. You got to go. Dude's got a man up. Yes. No, but she was willingly doing it. I Believe it or not, I can't believe I'm going <laughs> to stick up for this dude. Um... You know, that's his preference. He's not an animal person. Would I date somebody who's not an animal person? No, because I love dogs way too much. So, you know, that's who he is. She knew who he was. She's been stringing him along. And now she's promised to move in with him and get rid of her dog. No. Like, no. Okay, Kristen, where is your sense of romance? Where is your sense of romance? If you, If I am in love with somebody... And they have a dog, mm -hmm. and we're about to start our new life together. Mm -hmm. I am sucking it up and becoming a pet person for that for my significant other. So why why does he have to change himself to be with her? Maybe he doesn't know what he likes. Like to be fair, I wasn't a cat person, believe it or not. It's how times have changed. Your Insta story would tell differently. My Insta story <laughs> would tell differently. But my mom one day was like, "You're going to be living alone. I think it's best if you get some kind of animal." I was like, "I can't take care of a dog. I'm not. I can't even take care of myself." So she was like, "You should get a cat." And lo and behold, I love that dang cat, and I'm so happy that I have it. So maybe she's right. Maybe she does. He doesn't know what he wants. When I first met the girl that I'm dating now. She has a, a very small dog, a poodle, and I wasn't the biggest fan. She's biting at my ankles everywhere I go. <laughs> She's sitting on my neck when I sit on the couch. But I knew how much she loved her yes. dog. So now I love that dog because you love that dog, and that dog has become one of my best friends. That's the dude. way it's supposed my to go. dude, right there. And, and I love that, and that's amazing. But Lacey has been, she's known this guy for a year. She's been dating him for six months. He does not like animals, right? And so he has not come around like you. She knows that that is not who he is. She needs to break up with him. Uh, yeah, I agree. We'll give him the option. Like, I'm sorry. Look, uh, how many um, people have we had on the show saying that, look, my pets are my animals, right? I mean, um, my pets are my family. Mm -hmm. So if he came in and she had a three-year-old and he said, you know what? I'm just not a kid person. <laughs> You're going to have to get rid of that kid. We'd be like, I, I, are you out of your mind? Right. Okay, so let's discuss this. Like, I, I think we even take the ditcher date out of it. Should she tell him before he moves in that she has no intention of getting rid of this dog to yes. give him the heads up? Absolutely. 100%. I yes. think you need to have the conversation before you move a single thing into that apartment. Yes. You got you, you to gotta tell him. Yeah. Tell him if he wants you, he's got to be in there with your pet. It's a, it is a group deal. Package deal. Ah. I'll try. I'll try. I'll try. I'll try. I just thought I could ease him into it. Trying means you won't, but we love you. Yes, it does. That was a lot of trying. There. Yes. <laughs> there is no trying. There is just doing, Yoda. That's what Yoda said. Facts. Did he? I don't. I think so. I think so. Isn't that what he said? I'm, I'm pretty sure. Okay. <laughs> but he said it in his Yoda way. Doing you do. Trying you try. Do or do not. There is no try. There you go. All right. You got to. Entertainment. Took the seat of ground. That's for damn sure. Thanks, Dr. Google. Get it. The Bird Show.
As a parent, you probably know this immediately. You probably wouldn't say it out loud. And I'm wondering how young the kids are. You can bring that down, Tommy. Um, How young your kids are when you can answer this honestly to yourself. But the question, because you can never tell your kids, like, or you would never admit that you love one kid more than the other. That's off the table, right? Even though you do. Mm -hmm. (laughs) At least like. But could you answer this? Which one of your kids has more earning potential? Oh, I I think an answer comes right to your head. You'd just be afraid to say it. (laughs) But that doesn't that doesn't necessarily equal happiness. Like those are two different questions. Not what I asked. Okay. okay. Who's got the most earning potential? I could honestly (laughs) say it's split between my kids. Now you've got a four and a two, so that's why I was wondering, like, how young are we going to go on this? Well, my four-year-old is very much a little intellectual. She loves building, so I could see her easily being an architect and making bank, like doing building and architecture. My two-year-old is a madman who throws himself off furniture, so I could see him making bank in, like, WWE easily. <laughs> or a stuntman. Yeah, yeah, so I'm, that's why I'm like, it split 50, and he's he's a smart little kid, too, but he definitely, like, can take a roundhouse kick to the face and get back up. <laughs> now, ask her again in two years right. when they're a little older. It could that, change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I know for sure it's Hollis, my 16-year-old. It's not even close. Uh, Hayden, my 21-year-old, is in performing arts, and he's like one of these eat-the-rich kids. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, man, it's, it's really funny that you're eat-the-rich kids, but you're not feasting on all of that tuition I'm paying. <laughs> I seem to have a problem with that. And Hollis is all about the cash. So I bet parents immediately knew in their head which they would answer to. I do want to ask you, though, in another year. Yeah, yeah, ask me then. <laughs> Entertainment bus. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Bird Show's Ed- Entertainment bus. It has been two years since the tragedy at Travis Scott's Astro World Festival, and he is finally speaking out about it. So he did an interview with GQ for their Men of the Year issue, and he said, I always think about it. Those fans were like my family. You just feel for those people. Making music, you think about things that go on in life and things that happen in your life, and you dial in on the things. That moment for families, for the city, you know, it was devastating. And then, of course, he, you know, he makes that comment about about um, about the tragedy. But then he pivots and he says that he's actually going to be maybe not leaving music, but he's pivoting from music. He says, I'm going to Harvard for architecture school. He said, I got to work hard to get in. So he's not even in yet. They're not letting me take any shortcuts. Well, then he can't say I'm going to Harvard. Yeah. You have to say I'm trying to get into Harvard. I think he meant like he was on his way. Like he was in a car. Yes. Oh, I'm going to Harvard to, to put my application in exactly. for admissions. That's what I said. I went to Harvard. Yep. I, I, yep. I had lunch right outside of it, and uh-huh. then I went on campus. Yeah. I went to Harvard. You went there. Technically, yep. you did, Same sir. way I went to Georgia. Uh-huh. I went to Georgia a couple times for some great tailgates before the game. I went to Georgia. <laughs> and sometimes you just got the sin showing. That's yeah. all. I'm not claiming that for FSU. <laughs> <laughs> all right. If you're going to one of Tim McGraw's tour dates, you might just get lucky and see Taylor Swift as well. So he was talking on the Katie and Company podcast about their duet together called Highway Don't Care. And Tim was just absolutely absolutely raving about the song and he mentioned that if you go to one of his tour dates you might even get a special surprise but i still say that's one of her best vocals that she's ever done and then keith urban just i always forget that keith like played the guitar for that i mean he totally one of the greatest guitar solos ever Mm -hmm. in that song so you know we're, we're 
we're going to do that song on tour next year, so you might, might have a surprise, hopefully. Oh, so, that would yeah. be really exciting. Yeah, that would be okay. Fun, yeah. I would absolutely lose my ass if I was at a Tim McGraw concert and all of a sudden you're four white claws deep and you're like, ah, I didn't realize this was the Eras tour. <laughs> I went to a Tim McGraw concert once, but we left when he started because we only went to see the Dixie Chicks open up for no him. No way, really? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, would you rather see your favorite artist in concert or go see your favorite team play in the Super Bowl? So somebody polled about 2,000 Americans. Hold on, before you even say the results, this is an easy one. This is no brainer. Okay, again, the question. Would you rather? Would you? Sorry, I'm Gollum today. Okay. That's been creeping I up on you. Gollum sounds better than you. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Can, can you say I, my precious? My precious. <laughs> would you rather see your favorite artist in concert or go see your favorite team play in the Super Bowl? The stakes on the artist have to be higher for this to even be a question. It would be like go backstage and meet your favorite artist or watch your team play in a Super Bowl. Yeah, or if it's like your favorite artist last time ever performing. Yeah. But either way, you slice and I'm going to the Super Bowl. I'm going to the Super Bowl, I'm too. going to the concert. Really? I don't have an NFL team. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Well, that does change the game. Yeah. And Kentucky's, won, and Kentucky's won so many basketball championships. Like, you're like, oh, another one? Oh, I'm so tired. <laughs> no, no, no. If it was the chance to see um, Kentucky win a national championship, because I've never seen them win one in person. Like, I was, I've obviously witnessed many a championship mm-hmm. on, like, via television. But hands down, I would choose that over seeing the concert. Oh, how about meeting your favorite artist backstage or watching Kentucky win a national championship? No. I want to meet Paul McCartney. Okay. I would choose mm-hmm. that. Well, I'll tell you the results of that poll on your next eBuzz on the Burt Show. Get it. The Burt Show. It was something Abby said the other day that made me think this. You were telling a story about somebody that had met a guy and they went out for like the first couple of times and she's just like, I, I, I'm, I, she called her mom or somebody, a friend, and said, I just met my future husband and they had just gone out like on the first or second date. Oh yeah, it was my friend. We talked about how she's not really sure if this deal breaker about him being apolitical is, is worthy of her breaking things off. But she was so excited about some of the things like you see on paper, like he has the right name. He went to the the same school as her. They had the same interests. That she's like, I think this might be my soulmate. So this is what I'm looking for this morning because you hear these stories a lot. Like, oh, I knew on the very first date, so I called my mom or I called my dad and I said, you guys, I know this sounds crazy, but I just met my future husband or my future wife. I know we just spent two hours with each other at Cracker Barrel, but I know, I know what's up, right? And there are these beautiful success stories. What you don't hear is when they're wrong. You never hear like, oh God, I called my mom and told her that um, we were going to be married. And then I found out that his rap sheet was like the Bible (laughs) and it didn't happen at all, right? So here's what I would like to do this morning. I want to test your instincts. You just started dating somebody right now. It has to be less than two weeks. You're in this brand new intoxication phase where you're putting on your fake face and he's putting on his fake face. But you already know in your heart right now, this is going to be the person you're going to spend the rest of your life with. This is my husband. This is your husband for sure or your wife. Or your wife, yeah. I want to put you on the voice disguiser and then I want to track you over the next couple of weeks and next couple of months to see if your instinct was right or not. But you will be held accountable publicly, even though we can put you on the voice disguise. Like Did you that. know? 
Did you know the first couple of weeks that Bart was going to be the dude you were going to spend the rest of your life with? Absolutely not. Hey, I moved oh, to no. Raleigh, and I'm like, I'm probably never going to see this guy again. <laughs> <laughs> All of the people currently on the line, they must be very confident because none of them have asked to be on The Voice Discussion. Okay, great. Oh, wow. Ooh. Great. Good morning, Candice. You were on The Burt Show. Hello. Good morning. Okay, first of all, how long have you been dating this person, this man, this woman, whatever? So this man, I have been dating him for two weeks. We've been on one date. One date. Wow. And you are calling up right now to say, my name is Candace, and I know even after one date, I'm marrying this man. I know this man was meant for me. Yes. Okay. How do you and know? I knew, I knew. I knew before we went on the date. I knew maybe like maybe like five months ago. I knew. Okay, well, you you need to give us some history. How did you how did you know of him five months ago? So um, we were in a group together on social media, and um, I started following him on a different platform. And he just the way he moved was amazing. Like he was reading books, he was posting motivational quotes and all of these things. And that's what made me pay attention to him. And I don't know, he started posting more uh, different things on his story that were aligning with me. So I got in his DMs and I started texting him here and there, but I was actually in a um, at the end of a relationship already, which was the longest breakup in history. We were pretty much breaking up for a year, but we lived together, and so I was waiting on our lease to end so he could move out. So, um, so I waited. I waited to actually go deep and flirt with him um, because I wanted it to be. I wanted him to take me seriously when I reached out for sure. So um, my ex finally moved out and I told him that I had a big crush on him and we started talking for about two weeks, mm-hmm. finally planned a date and then we went on the date and he was everything that I expected. Okay. Wow. I like this confidence and I hope you are right. Mm-hmm. So you just feel like you guys are al- almost like soulmates. Yes. Okay. Here's what I would like to do. I want to put you on hold. I want to get your phone number and I want to call you every couple of weeks and see if your instinct was right or not. Okay. 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 Hold on. You're very confident. Very Very. confident. Hey, you know when you know, right? Uh huh. There's somebody on the line that says they aren't even together yet, but she's predicting that that's going to be her husband. Tina, hold on one sec for me. Uh, Okay. Number three. Yeah. Hey, Ashley, good morning. Good morning. All right, so let's let's t- uh, test your instincts here. You say you are going to marry a person that you haven't even met yet. No, we've met. So we've had we were in a group chat with some friends. We were introduced by mutual friends, and we were joking around a few months ago. And we were saying, "Oh, you know what? Just to get our families off of our back about getting married and all that other stuff, we're just going to get married together." And so we've been jokingly calling each other, like, our future husband and future wife for months. And I went through, like, a series of really crappy days. And he reached out in, like, my private DMs. And we've been talking. And I think the last four nights, we've been up till, like, 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning just talking to each other. And, like, 
he's so supportive and sweet, and he's like, I don't know what you're talking about, that being a joke. Like, we're getting married, so you might as well just start planning already. And, like, <laughs> I at first I was like, yeah, he's just playing around, but I had a moment the other day where I put down my phone and I looked at it, and I picked it back up, and I was like, I think I actually am going to marry him. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> you haven't good. even gone on a date. We haven't gone on a date yet. No. Oh, these are so good. These wow. are amazing. So wow. good. I hope you're right. Uh, I'm pulling for you. Let me put you on hold, and then we will talk to you in a couple of weeks and see if you're as hot and heavy for this guy as you are right now after you meet him. Okay. Okay, hold on. <laughs> I love it. And one more. Tina, good morning. You are on the Bird Show. You are convinced. You just went out with this dude, but you know that he is your future husband. <laughs> That's the story. <laughs> All right. How did we get to this point? Uh, I, I actually met him on Bumble. Oh, yeah, um, for sure. It's love. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you meet on Bumble. You talk for how long? And have you even gone out on a date yet? Yeah, yeah. We've been dating for a couple weeks. Okay. Um, I guess we talked, I don't know, you know how you kind of talk to a bunch of different people. I guess it was a month or two, like just trying to coordinate meeting up and our schedules are busy, but yeah, we've actually been like going on dates for a couple of weeks now. Okay. Uh, how many weeks are we talking about? Two weeks, three weeks? Two weeks. Two, two weeks. weeks. And what is it about this man that makes you, has already stolen your heart and you already know he is your future husband? I... I don't even know how to explain it. It's like something deep in my like chest or my stomach or the first time that I was in the same room with him, I was just like, this is it. I just know, I just know that he's, I just know that he's the person for me. And, and I, you know, I was in a relationship with my ex husband for four years and I never felt this way. And I, I like knew deep down that he wasn't the one, but he proposed to me and I said, yes and I, I didn't know what the, what this feeling was so I said yes and I was with him for a long time and but after two weeks of dating this guy it's just a totally different feeling and I just know it okay I love mm -hmm. it I hope you're right let me put you two on hold and we will check with you in a couple of weeks and we'll see if your instincts are right or not okay okay sounds good all right bye-bye so on our roster we got Candace yep. Candace two weeks one date Ashley Zero weeks, no dates. <laughs> Tina, two weeks, several dates. That's and they a, all think they're with their future husband. That's a good lineup. That's a good roster. That's a really great lineup. No, I did no. this like 15 years ago, and the first person I, <laughs> I talked to, uh, she's like, I just went out with him on Wednesday. We're seeing each other on Friday. I know that he is the man for me. And she called back Monday and said, I was wrong. <laughs> 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 One weekend. The Burt Show. All right, Mo. Yo. It was shocking. It was shocking to hear the words come out of your mouth yesterday. What did I say? <gasps> I know what you're talking you about. You know what I'm talking about? Did you watch his Instagram story I yesterday? I did watch your Instagram story. Oh. <laughs> now, I'm sure that there are people that might feel this way, but to hear it come out of somebody's mouth, I was <laughs> utterly floored. I had no idea I was sitting next to a Scrooge all this time. <laughs> Uh, what well, did I miss? Yeah, here it comes. Everything. Here it comes. Some. I will say this. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I'm just bored. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm trying to think of like <laughs> ways to fire people up. Right, so you don't really believe this, or there's a what's the percentage of you that believes this as opposed to not? Um, 
I, I would say it's like uh, 30% true, 70% satire. So you were trolling. Uh, okay. Somewhat. All right. I do think everything I said is true. If it was the other way around, it would be more shocking. I think everybody then probably feels the same way. Because I don't hate it. Right. It, that, it's not that serious. But yes, basically I went on my Instagram story. I was sitting there and there was Christmas uh, music playing, Christmas decorations all around me. And I was waiting for someone to come to the restaurant. And then somebody walked by and was like, happy holidays. And for some reason, it just struck a chord in me. Like, Thanksgiving has not happened yet, and I've had <laughs> enough of this. And I just went on Instagram and was like, somebody has to say it. I hate Christmas. I said oh! it. <laughs> he said it. He said it out loud. You hate Jesus' birthday? So that's the thing, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I, I knew that was going to be the most popular response. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I said, I was like, if we're going to be honest here, as once you become a grown man, like as a kid, whole different ballgame, yeah. obviously. Once you become a grown man, if you don't have kids, what does Christmas really do for you other than like lead to you being broke for a, for a little while. You don't get a lot of gifts as a grown man. That's just the way it goes. Mm -hmm. I think men know that. We expect that. When you do get a gift, it's like usually something small or something you easily could have gotten yourself. But there's a lot of expectations on you. This man who has a mom, three sisters, bunch of friends, coworkers. I get gifts for a lot of people. And as I'm getting older, I'm starting to realize that Every Christmas time, I got to deal with the stress of trying to get the gifts, paying for the gifts. <laughs> You're afraid that somebody might get you a gift that's better than the gift you got them. So now you got that on the back of your mind. And I have never, it's just me, I have never heard someone on Christmas go, hey, happy Jesus' birthday day. Yeah. <laughs> no one wakes up and talks that, about Jesus. That, it just doesn't happen. That part is true, it's, right? It's turned into everything about other stuff rather than that. But everything you just said is sort of anti what it's supposed to be about anyway. You're feeling stress. You're not feeling the love. But this is about celebrating his birthday, but it's become like more superficial than anything else. That's exactly how I feel. And it's stressful. As much as people don't want to admit, it's a stressful time. And so as much as I think everything I was saying was true, I don't actually hate Christmas. It doesn't bother me like that. But what I was shocked by was when I woke up I was like, why do I have so many? I completely <laughs> forgot that I did these videos. Oh, wow. How many times did Jesus DM you last night? Uh, a couple. <laughs> a couple. I think he was the first or second one. But I started to go through these DMs, and I was completely preparing myself. I was like, I know people are just slaughtering me in these DMs. Like, I'm going to have to <laughs> probably go out and make a statement and say I apologize to Jesus and everybody. I was joking. <laughs> There was so many DMs from people going, thank you. Yeah. Finally. Really? Someone said it. We need to cancel Christmas. It's not what <laughs> no! it's actually about anymore. I was shocked. I'm still shocked. Like, I haven't even gone through all of them yet. But there was so many people who were like, I am so for this, and I'm so happy somebody finally said it. You can't say you can can't. There's so many people for canceling Christmas. That's canceling <laughs> Jesus' birthday. But that's not what it's about that's not anymore. what it's about anymore. It's, and it's the excessiveness of it. Like, I get how some people feel that way. Like, I'm in a different camp now because I have a kid and I'm seeing it through his eyes. And it's like, it's it's incredible, right? But if you've lost loved ones and you're dealing with grief thing. at the holidays or if, you know, there's there's a multitude of reasons why people just feel like happiness and joy and peace on earth is shoved down their throats and they just don't want to feel that way. I also think it's tough. Like, I never thought about how my mom feels for Christmas because all her kids are not there anymore. Mm. So it's like it's been such a family unit on Christmas and it represented family all these years. Mm -hmm. And they were all just different places. And the, the, like, there's no one there with my mom. It just doesn't do... For me what it used to as a child, obviously, but that's pretty much what the satire and the jokes were about. But you can't cancel Christmas because people have lost their way. 
right? This is what it's supposed to be about. We have made it this superficial, pressure-filled holiday. That's, yes. a, that's a human thing. You can't cancel his birthday because of that. Well, no, you can't cancel Christmas, but you can cancel Christmas for yourself if you want to. I don't think I can. I got that DM a lot, too, but yeah. then, I, then I would really be the Grinch. I don't want to actually be the Grinch. <laughs> I want someone else to do it. That's why I led the charge <laughs> and then got out the way. Like, for a person, <laughs> for a person who canceled Christmas, how would you act at our birth show Christmas party? That's a good question. Don't even let him in. He has to say an outside uh, at one the of window. the windows. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. From the bushes, all right? <laughs> The Burt Show. So I found out who was allegedly stalking my Instagram profile all because of a viral app I saw on TikTok. So this is sort of like a third-party app's take on Spotify rap. So you know if you listen to streaming services, at the end of the year, you'll get a rap that tells you what kinds of songs you listen to, how long you listen to them for, what artists you're the biggest fan for. And so a lot of different apps have decided to come out with their version of it. Well, a lot of third-party apps have decided to create their own versions for it. I did this with Hinge where we got to see how many conversations I had, how many emojis I used, how many people I did or didn't match with. And then I saw on TikTok that somebody created an app where you can plug in your Instagram data and they will actually give you allegedly very accurate data on some of the things that happen on your Instagram. Like how many people block you, how many people have screenshotted your profile, and who your top five stalkers are. Shut up. They can they have access to that information? Well, yeah. Sure. Apparently. Allegedly. Mm-hmm. It's a wow. third-party app, so it's not sponsored by Instagram. In fact, they're actually <laughs> trying to get it taken down, so I'm not going to endorse it because I'm pretty sure I'm about to get hacked, but I was so <laughs> curious that I couldn't resist not plugging in my information because I want to know, you know, who's looking at my stuff. Uh-huh. Now, do you have to pay for this or they do it for free? It's for free. Oh, okay. It's for free. Because I was about to be like, how much you pay for this? Yeah, yeah it's for free so they can get your data, but. Somebody mm-hmm. had turned me on to a similar app like this a couple of years ago where you could check it every day and see how many followers you lost, oh. how many you gained, how many blocked you, and I was getting so obsessed. And you could see who dumped you also. I was getting so mad at people, like friends. And I almost called them up and going, what's going on? <laughs> I had that back in college too. And I remember it took up so much mental space for me because girls would unfollow me and I'd be like, but you're still following my friend. What did I do? I w- we were friends first. And so I ended up having to like delete it because it was a whole thing. And now I just honestly really don't care. Mm-hmm. But with this, I wanted to know who was scoping me out over the last year. And also I wanted to know how many people blocked me. Like how many people <laughs> did I make so mad that they just did not want to see my face on their digital screen? Why do you want, why do we want to know this info though? I don't. We're not going to focus. want to know that. We're mm-hmm. not going to focus on the good stuff. Like, oh, look at all the followers I gained. What we're going to do is focus on those that blocked us and unfollowed us. Oh, I can focus on all the good all day long. Like every day that I, ch- I check my little Instagram profile, I'm like, I cannot believe this many people follow me. I feel so relevant. But also like, <laughs> if you're going to look at the good, why not look at, you know, the potentially bad too? Because who who's to say that whoever is looking at my profile it is going to be a negative experience. I mean, maybe I don't want to see that like, you know, a thousand people blocked me, but you know, maybe, maybe I should pivot something in my social circle to make sure that that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. So I end up downloading this app. I put in my information regrettably. Um, thank God I've changed my password. So hopefully no <laughs> hackers can get to me. Um, obviously logged in my information in the name of journalism. And the first thing <laughs> I went for was my top five. Cause I wanted to see yeah. all those, exes that feel like they I was the one that got away. I wanted to make sure that they were uh, 
ch- checking me out. So the top five people who regularly go to your account to, to, to you know, like, check it out. Yeah, to stalk me, mm-hmm. allegedly. Okay, so the first one is, um, I can only assume this person is a Burt Show listener because I have no idea who they are. So my personal P1. Number two, unfortunately, it was not the ex that I felt like I was the one that got away from him. It was actually a guy I went out with once a couple of months back. And I obviously was the one to end things because I've never been excited for a second date. <laughs> and it looks like he just never got over it. So shout out to you, boy. Um, <laughs> number three was one of my close friends, which I expected at least one of my friends to be on here because I tagged this person in a lot of photos. So I'm assuming they've gone to my profile just to see yeah. pics of herself. Number four was actually someone who used to be my friend and um, is not anymore. Uh-oh. So very interesting that that person is up in my grill even after this friendship has ended. I see you and I see that you're still curious on what's going on in my life. You know you can text me. You can text me. But apparently she'd rather stalk my Instagram. <laughs> and number five was somebody who I know absolutely loathed me in school. She was like my number one hater, would go out of her way to make me miserable for literally God knows what reason. Um, and I started looking at this, at the data, and I started thinking, what would be my analytical conclusion for this? If I was a scientist, if I'm looking at all these people, what do they have in common? And I think it's because these people either love me or they hate me. It's because they love you. Not, not that. Mm-hmm. Not number five. Well, she definitely hates me. They uh, say the people that hate you the most are typically your, one of your biggest fans. Yeah. So this it's is fine line. Mm-hmm. This is fan behavior. I've realized. Like you either want to see what's going on in my life because like I'm k- taking up so much mental health space mm-hmm. in your mind because you hate me for whatever reason and you want to see my downfall. Heads up, girlfriend. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. <laughs> Going on bachelorette trips. I'm getting dumped from men. And I'm posting lots of pictures of my cat. <laughs> it's great over here on the Instagram. Life is lit. Um, let's not forget about the 17 people who blocked me this year and the 10,071 screenshots of my profile. Oh, wow. Which means almost every single person that follows me has screen shattered my... <laughs> I, I do not think that's accurate. No. <laughs> my profile at least once, so shout out to the group really? chat where my photos are at. Why would somebody do that? Screenshot your profile? Oh, receipts, yeah. baby. Receipts. Like, the, your actual profile page? That's what I'm saying, oh, yeah. the profile page or like... The profile page. Like your, uh, like your photos. Like they... Oh, I've never done that, but I've screenshotted Insta stories before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because oh, that goes yeah. away and you need, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. You need receipts. <laughs> oh. Boy, have you. <laughs> so that's what I've concluded. People either love me or they hate me and they can't get me out of their mind. But good news is I do it from my Finsta so they don't know it's me. <laughs> you have Finsta? Hell yeah, I got a Finsta. How many? Am I a uh, red-blooded American woman? I got a Finsta. I don't have a Finsta. Oh, you need either. to get a Finsta. It's the best. I don't either. Oh, I got a Finsta. Yes. You do too. Absolutely. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And what are you guys using it for? Well, Receipt. then it wouldn't be a fence there if we told you that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I do not either. I'm man. doing the Lord's work with my <laughs> <laughs> I see. I gotcha. All right. Hey, real quickly here, I kind of feel like because you guys are the ones that really fund Bert's Big Adventure, there is no trip down to Disney World without you guys because you are so giving to us over 20 years that if this was like a business, I would say that you guys are the stockholders. And we share the really great things with you when we get huge donations and from time to time we got to share kind of the bad stuff also and we got a heartbreaking one today so stella went with us on bert's big adventure last year um in 2000 in 2020 at just four years old she was diagnosed with um all leukemia 
Um, and so she became one of our Birds Big Adventure kiddos, became part of our Birds Big Adventure community, and she joined us on our trip to Disney last year. And it was a little over a month ago, she got to ring the bell at Children's Health Care of Atlanta, and that was her transition to Survivor. She had finished her treatments. She was in the clear. It was amazing to see that precious little girl ring that bell and celebrate being done with treatment. I mean, that mentality, if you're an adult or you're a kid, reaching the finish line, especially when you're a kid, reaching the finish line, all the treatments are done, the shots are done, I am healthy, right? Mm. One month later, she relapsed, and she is currently back in the hospital, and it's absolutely heartbreaking for her and her family. So if you can keep Stella, her mom Jennifer, her dad Mark, and her big brother Joe, and your thoughts and prayers. Also, mom Jennifer, um, we asked her, what like what do you need from us? Um, because that's the thing with Birds Big Adventure. We just don't take you to Disney and drop you. You're a part of this family for forever. And so her mom is asking for prayers. Um, she's also asking for blood donations. So if there is a website, aabb.org. You put in your zip code and it tells you the closest place for you to go donate blood. So she's asking for your prayers, for you to donate blood, and also to register to be a bone marrow don- donor. And it's literally a swab of the cheek. And those are the things that they they really need. It can help out so many kids who deal with leukemia. Um, where uh, people aren't going to be able to remember that, we're going to mm-hmm. put that on the website? Sure. Or social? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, it's the Burt Show. The Bird Show.